welcome to Blue Collar Love, the Starfire 59, and all things Jason Martin discography podcast. My name is Samuel, and we'd go together like bullets and guns. And I'm Aaron. Samuel, baby, your hands are like rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this... mm, mm. Uh, this album is really interesting. All right. Yes. <laughs> so we've um, kind of been teasing this for, I don't know, like two months now. We just haven't gotten around still, to it. It still feels like um, it. Um, so this is Enemy Ships, The Emergency. Um, I'm maybe. going to pretend this band it is Enemy It could be the Ships. other way, too. It could be. Do we know definitively which one it is? Is the band Enemy Ships or is it the Emergency? I've seen it listed both ways. I have heard it both ways. Um, I think we need to get Fr- Frank Lenz on here about this so he can settle this for us. I think so, too. <laughs> or, you know, our 12-hour mega interview with Jason Martin we're going to have someday. Which is going to happen. <laughs> and it's pro- going to be 12 hours. <laughs> and we promise you guys it's going to happen. Um, so this project I find interesting from a kind of view standpoint. Um, looking up the roster for this 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 is a project that was recorded for atlantic records um, really big record label right um phil collins yeah one of the biggest one of, yeah one <laughs> of the biggest right um and somehow it got recorded and then just wiped off the face of the earth and uh i don't know what happened i don't know if the record label was like yeah we might do it, we might not i don't know if they were pitting money behind it and then just gave up i don't know what happened i want to yeah. know what happened i do too but this project involves travis zimmerman of uh, juliana theory not juliana theory um nope the other jupiter one james jupiter, jupiter james, james. It, w- it was a j on vocals the squeeze squeeze this band Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, now I don't know if he actually played it, but Dirk Lemons is listed as bass player for this. Okay. Uh, Ryan Denny is listed as guitar player, and Franklin is listed as drums. And, and then the reason boy. why we're actually talking about it is because yep. Jason Martin did guitars, and I totally believe that because there are some guitars in here. I'm like, yes. there, there he is. There absolutely. he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and this is different than anything else we've talked about aaron yeah it's it's so, very neon horsey um um this is like the infant version of neon horse i'll talk about it it's wait actually it's the if it's just like i'm the portuguese i'm the portuguese blues and neon horse hybrid which i'll get into too as well but <clears throat> we'll get there we'll get there yeah. i don't know i um i have some uh, things to say so before we get started, um, we'll just kind of go into our very brief history with this album. The only reason we even can listen to it is because it was leaked online. It's yeah. not on any streaming services. I don't think there was any physical copies of it anywhere. I don't nope. know. There, uh, are, there were some, I can't remember, there was a song or two that was released on years later, like 2006 and four on Atlantic, like samplers and stuff like that. I can't remember now, but they... It was actually pressed on actual CDs, some like a, one or two of these songs, but not the full album. It was never pressed. So my history of this album is I was making a list of all the Jason Martin projects. This name <laughs> popped up, and I was like, I guess I got to cover that someday. And I finally listened to it this week. There you go. 
All right, mine is kind of similar. Like back in the, like again, so I've been a lifelong Starfire fan, obviously. And um, around, it was way after this was recorded. It was like 2005 or six. I remember on the being on the Velvet Blue Starfire um, message board um, sites back in the day and having, hearing mention of this, but it was linked and stuff, a leaked, but um, I never, I don't know if it, it was hard to download or I just didn't care to download it, but I never really looked in, looked into it. And then, of course, we started this podcast and we went through the list of things. And um, so it's on YouTube. So if you want to, you type in Enemy Ships, the emergency, it'll come up. You can listen to all 12 songs. And so I periodically, you know, throughout since we've been doing this, I listen to this, you know, every once in a while. And this week I really hit it hard. Um, um, but yeah, I, other than like, I guess like the last year or so, I never really listened to it. Fair so enough. That's my history. <laughs> All right, well, let's just jump into this. I will let you lead off this one, Aaron. With This is why I think their band name is Enemy Ships, because this is the theme song. Yeah. Not to be confused with Central Theme from Daniel Amos. <laughs> All right, so theme song. Um, great opener. Um, I'm getting some strong I'm the Portuguese blues vibes with the guitars, like Sam mentioned. You listen to this, you're like, yep, that's Jason on guitar. Lens is straight sacrificing the drums to the goddess Pele. Um, in other words, he's killing them. Um, it's, it really does set out the tone of the album, musically and lyrically. These lyrics are the most overtly sexual of any Jason project. And I love it. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, baby, your hands are like rock and roll. <laughs> I love that line. It's at one a minute. Um, and then at a minute, 119, there are these series of yells by Travis for about five seconds. I love it. I love them a lot. Uh, I like Travis's vocals. They are good, but his screams are way better. I wish he would just scream the whole time. Um, not sure if I would prefer Jason's vocals, but there are some, um, demos with Jason singing. I mean, if there were some demos of Jason singing this song, I would love to hear him. Um, just straight forth rock and roll. And I like it a lot. Three stars and my sixth favorite song in this album. Okay. Um, <laughs> so maybe it's cause I haven't listened to the Portuguese blue as much. This reminds me of just bombastic 80s rock. Um, specifically, in the the it would have been really popular right around this time in history as well. Um, there was a band called The Darkness that had a song called A Thing Called Love. Huge one-hit wonder. And it sounded a lot like this. Um, though honestly a lot more fun, in my opinion. Okay. But um, I wonder if that's where they were kind of, what that's the angle they were going to with Atlantic Records, being like, hey. We can uh, we can make something that sounds like them. I don't know. Um, I as well wrote, this is probably the most explicit sexy song I've ever heard from <laughs> anything involving Jason Martin. And uh, the, the lyrics continue yeah. with that. Yes. Um, I, it's not that... I'm not opposed to songs being about sex in and of themselves, right? It's, it's a human thing, whatever. I do prefer a slight level of maturity about it or if it's going to be like goofy and mature stuff like i prefer like one song like once again i go back to a thing called love is a perfect example of i can handle it it's one song i turn it on every once in a while but i don't necessarily listen to it on repeat um if this was the only song on this album i might feel a little more better about it but it just 
we'll talk about it. It just keeps going. And uh, yeah, that's the theme song. It sets this album up perfectly. Everything you need to know about this album is contained in this one song. Perfect title for the song. And the sex thing, I'm a Prince fan, so, you know, I don't care. Yeah, I, I get you. It. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't All right, be a Prince two. fan. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'd be a yeah, exactly. So <laughs> next song, you take it, Sam. Any way you want it. Let's continue. That's this the way thing. you need it. Any <laughs> way you want it. I, uh, I, that's that all I can think of. Every time I see this song, yeah, me too. <laughs> the journey song. <laughs> yeah. Um, in my opinion, the far superior journey song. Okay. Um, so just another Aerosmith esque rocker. Okay. Um, if you're going. You know, um, if they're going for the mainstream, which is what I think they were, you know, going for. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. They were going for just straight ahead mainstream rock. I don't know what's up with all the growling and yelling because this was would be a thing where you're not going to get like the emo core kids, the metal core kids, because this is way too poppy 80s glam rock for that. But you're but not going to see, though. It's kind of white stripesy, though, too. Uh, yeah, I can see that, but White Stripes don't... They yell, but not like on their radio hits. Mm, okay. Um, I don't know I just, So I don't know. I just... Yeah. And even then, like, most of their discography, he's not a... Jack White's not a huge yeller. He's more of a... I don't know. Screecher. Eh, sometimes. Only... Yeah. Eh. Mm. Um... Sorry, Darrell, your your review. No, you're fine. Shut up. You're fine. I like the White Stripes. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just it's an okay song. I just I kind of feel the same way about the fir- as I do about the first one. It's okay. I don't think the growling and yelling would translate well to the mainstream. And I have nothing against yelling or growling. Like I love metal core, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Um, pace the day under oath. I love those bands. I just don't see this translating well to like a mainstream audience. How do you feel about any way you want it? Um, I love it. Um, the, um, this sounds like a garage rock band, which I love when it's done. Um, when it's done right, it's really good. Love the rhythm section in the song. The line "I'll I'll pull your hair and make you feel sublime." <laughs> spicy, spicy, spicy. Uh, I can groove to this anytime. I cannot. Uh, I cannot not dance when I hear the song. Like when the, every time I listen to it, like I just start dancing. It has like a really good groove. This could have been a single on the radio and done really well. Um, then and now, I think if you turn on the radio, this would fit really well. Um, at a minute fifty three, screams more screams by Travis. They're amazing. Um, God, I just love when rock singers scream and push their vocals. I guess that's, and now I'm thinking about it, that's probably why Travis was the um, lead vocalist on this, because I don't think Jason, that's not his really thing. I don't think he's a big screamer, and I guess that was the vibe they're going for, and Travis does it well. This is my second favorite song on this album, Three and a Half Stars. I mean, this is the one, and the uh, another one I'll get to that um, I listen to, like, on playlists and stuff, on a regular. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, how do you feel about Sorry Doesn't Work? This song is a nice change of pace. It sounds like it has some synths or keyboards, especially at the beginning. Singing-wise, this is my favorite performance by Travis because he's more focused on the singing, um, not the screaming. Um, this song lyrically talks about forgiveness and its limitations without um, 
behavioral change. So it's like you can say sorry, but if you keep doing the behavior, sorry doesn't work. And that's true. And I love that message because it's very important because there's two parts of an apology, saying it and then changing your behavior. And it's not a song about sex. So change up. Um, I really like them. So that message is really cool. Great guitar lines. The drums and bass help create such a pop. It's like a pop, pop, pop rock song. Um, it's not trailblazing. It's, and, you know, it's not like creative or like trendsetting or anything but man it really gets caught in your head and i like that that course sorry doesn't work like i sing that all the time in my head um this and another song <laughs> that i mentioned to sam earlier this those two songs have just been going through my head non-stop and that it won't get out um this three stars for me and it's the third best song in this album what, what do you think so um, this song, I do feel a bit more. This was actually, I heard that guitar and synth, and I was like, okay, that sounds like Jason. Yep. I recognize that. <laughs> yep. um, I like the punk kind of vibes they're going for it, and that pre-chorus. Um, feel a little kind of like early, late 70s, early um, 80s punk. Um, it's a, a very uh, basic breakup relationship song, which you're yep. right, you which, know. Which you love. Yeah, I, I like breakup songs, so I'm feeling this song a bit more. Um, I do also appreciate the message of, hey, sometimes you need more than a sorry. Yep. So I I think the chorus works better in this one mm-hmm. than maybe the other ones. So Lyrically, this is lyrically though, this is my favorite song. Overall, oh, I have still. another song I lyrically like better, if I'm interpreting it correctly. We'll talk about okay. it later. But. Cool. American Rock Style, I'll take that. That's the fourth song um mm-hmm. the intro to this song is great um i love that little rattlesnake sound and i can't remember i think wayne Everett mentioned it in the everybody makes mistakes review i, I think that's what the same sound is i can't remember what it was you know where that was um it was like a vibra something vibra slap yeah vibra slap i think that's it there's probably people listening to screaming at us right now. It is, but I think it might be a vibra slap. Anyway, um, I love that. Um, anyway, great intro. Another simple um, short rock song, but that cowbell. Love that cowbell in there. Um, and <laughs> I think this is what the line says. Um, so take your tragic music and hipster disease and come to California and rock with me. <laughs> I think that's what they say there. I love it. I'm like, okay, Travis, I'm on my way. I love that line. Three stars. Um, uh, I'm sorry, two stars. It's my seventh favorite song on this album. Fair enough. Mm. Um, I don't know. This this song just feels generic to me. Like, if I was never told who was involved with this project, I would swear this was some leftover 80s band um, that was just making a rock music rocks song which yeah. are fun in small amounts i just i'm only four songs in and i'm already bored with this album <laughs> and oh, it's wow. not that i don't like like bombastic rock on occasion i do it just just i don't know <laughs> i feel you um, and, and 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 i might say this again later but i'm with you because it's 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 rock music that i like it's yeah, it's really good. Garage rock, whatever you want to call it. But I was thinking if if this had worked and this band was successful, 
Jason probably would have had to tour and write for this style of music. And we would have, and this is 2002, right, Sam, if I'm correct? Yeah. So mm-hmm. think about the Starfire albums that would not have been created if this would have become his central focus. Because if it was famous, he would have to just for monetary reasons. And so I'm like, I'm kind of glad this didn't work. <laughs> but at the same time, I want him to be successful because he's such a great musician. So it's like, it's I'm so torn on this album. <laughs> yeah, this is... Um... I want. I would want him to be successful because I want him to make money. You know. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I like all these guys. Like I know we've we've talked to uh, at least two of these guys, and uh, they're really awesome guys, and they yeah. deserve to make money and you know enjoy exactly. what they're doing. But at the same time, it'd be like you're you're writing so much lower than what you're capable of. Like it's not even that I'm like a snobby indie rock guy. Like I promise, I'm not. There is. Um, on occasion, I will just pin in some like punk pop Hawk Nelson, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. This just feels so much lower than what I know they're capable of. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> no, um, there's, and like in a previous life, I used to um, interview and review music too online for a website. And um, there's a Christian artist who wrote a very famous song, which I'm not going to disclose. And I remember interviewing him, and he was like, that stuff that I wrote, that song that, made me famous and lots of money that's not my art i did that to pay bills this other band i have that no one's heard of really and it's very small and very creative and experimental they're like that's the art i create for me and what sustains me and so maybe jason could have done both i mean and and like with frank lens too like if this would have took off maybe he doesn't do half his solo career with his amazing things that he's released so or maybe they can do both so there's that too and who knows all right, well, we got sidetracked. Um, yeah. Slowpoke. <laughs> um, this song, I hear the genesis for some neon horse. Um, yep. Like, the lyrics are a bit more nonsensical, which is something neon horse did a lot, which we're yep. moving forward in time, which I try not to do, but yeah, um, I really like neon horse. And uh, so, I don't know, the, the nonsensical lyrics, maybe they mean something, but I couldn't quite understand them, make it kind of more fun for me. And so I'm just able to kind of just like, eh, this, this is interesting. I kinda, I'm rolling with this. Um, it's just, it's okay. It's it's an okay song in a slew of okay songs. And that's just how I'm feeling. Um, I feel bad. Like, these aren't bad per se, but they're, they're just not grabbing me. How do you feel about Slowpoke? I'm with you, man. Um and ironically, this is the third longest song on the album at a whopping three minutes and six seconds. <laughs> More I'm the Portuguese blue style rock, and I agree with the neon horse comparison lyrically. Um, but Lenz's break on drum breakdown at the breakdown at 20, 29 second mark is really good. Nothing really, again, nothing groundbreaking here. Um, just more Miller Road garage rock. You really see that they were going for what's popular on the radio this time. If you turned on the radio in 2002, lots of this stuff was going on. And they nailed the sound, perfected it. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, if this would have took off, this would have probably been what Jason would making for the rest of his career. So maybe this not being released was a good thing. Two stars for me. My ninth favorite song on this album. Again, two stars. Not too terrible. I mean, it's not great. Not bad. It's a forgettable song. 
what do you think about song six wrong place wrong time or we can just call it wrong time (laughs) (laughs) pre 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 wrong time (laughs) well this song i can actually relate to Okay. Um, I'm a, I'm a big introvert, right? So I can totally relate yeah. to being nervous about talking to to the to a girl. Um, the chorus is pretty catchy. Like I find that you know wrong place, right time. That like that's probably one of the catchier courses in this album. Um, and the synths that start around two fifteen, it's it's a nice addition. Kind of breaks up the monotony a little bit. So I needed this song by this point. I'm halfway through the album, and the only thing I've been happy about thus far in the album is that the songs are so short. So this song is the right amount of shakeup I needed to kind of keep chugging along. How and I apologize feel? for and I apologize for saying the wrong. It's it is wrong place, right time. Thank you for that correction. You didn't like um, sorry it doesn't work. That wasn't. I mean, a good that thing. one's okay. It just didn't stick with me. Okay. Um, All right. I love the airy guitars at the beginning of the song and Travis's ha 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 lyrics. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know, it just makes me smile. Interject some whimsy into this album because it's kind of like very muscular, do bro music. And so that ha 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 kind of like changes up. It's like, okay, we're not taking ourselves so seriously. I like how the music changes up at the 24 second mark. Um, this song has enough. Um, there's enough change in tempo of this song that keeps it from sounding repetitive. And like you said, at this point in this album, we need something that doesn't sound repetitive. This song is the right place, right time. <laughs> um, this song, like the rest here, would sound amazing live. I feel like a live version of this album would just crush. The energy between the musicians can be felt, especially in this song. Um, it's vibrant, pulls the listener in. Unlike the first little time album, like... Anyway, um, two and a half stars, my eighth favorite song on this album. <laughs> okay. Um, tell me what you feel about this uh, next one, Broken Hearts Don't Stop. This song sounds like it could have easily been released on uh, My Island. It's some strong My Island vibes for sure. Um, this song kind of meanders for me. Um, the drums don't change. There's some good guitar, some I'm sorry, some great guitar parts by Jason throughout. And the solo at one minute, 37 seconds is another great example where Jason just plays the solo that the song needs instead of trying to do something over the top and just be like, oh, I'm just going to shred. Um, and that's sometimes I've heard too many songs where somebody just does this over the top solo and just takes away from the song. Jason, he never does that. He he you know, he hears the song. He knows how to do the solo. He knows it here. Um, he's a master at that. Um, it's not... Um, oh yeah, I love this line. It's not too easy to be grieving when a lover has been cheating. <laughs> I love that line. Um, when you have a clean, broken relationship and, and you don't have to grieve, that's a blessing. Um, like, you know, sometimes in relationships, like, it's like a messy whatever, whatever, but sometimes in relationships, something happens that's just like, okay. We don't need to be together anymore. And you're just like, okay, I'm done. I don't grieve. I've realized that this is a good decision. I'm moving on my life. And I mean, I, I guess that's the message of the song. I love it. That's a great, I mean, it doesn't always work that way, but when it works that way, man, it's great. Um, Three Stars, my fourth favorite song on this album. Um, what do you think, Sam? So I said this guitar hook feels like Starflyer, down to where the mm-hmm. guitar hook basically replaces the chorus. 
Yep. Um, all mm-hmm. of some like early silver stuff. Mm-hmm. So I like that the song slows down. It feels like it's taking its time to breathe. Um, a little breather on track seven, which interestingly enough, if I grew up listening to CDs and I feel like around track Me six and seven is usually when the, the breather song hits. Yeah. Um, particularly if it's all like run, 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 run up to that point. Yeah. So um, for how it falls in the track order, I appreciate it. Um, I also like a good story song. I'm a, I'm a sucker for those. Yeah, me too. Um, I love song them. just takes time just to stop me. Like, let me tell you a story about exactly. my young days. And this yes. kind of falls into that trope a little bit. And I, I, I have fun with it, you know? So it's, uh, it's, it's decent. Like it's, um, I, I'm yeah, it's decent. It, it's, okay. I need this song before the next three. <laughs> you know what i'm with you <laughs> so I, I love how like we're this is like the one album we're like actually in sync on this is crazy <laughs> all right so bullets and guns slow slow and sleazy love that type of vibe this song got me shaking like jello like i can dance to this um love how travis sings bullets and guns bullets and guns not high pitching the cha-cha-cha sounds were good but as this album goes on i'm I realized that he's the perfect vocalist and I understand why he got picked. Um, but this song, Boats and Guns, although that all that stuff's funny and cool, at this point, this is the Indiana point for me. And if you guys remember from the Gold album, it gets repetitive. This song, he Travis does some vocal and stuff, but the song, it's repetitive. It's like it's such a forgettable song. It's two stars. This is my 11th favorite song. That's all I say. Sam. So we know in the Starflyer albums, uh, Jason has a habit of doing trilogy songs, right? He, he has like three songs in a row that tend to thematically run together. Um, yeah. This is the beginning of the Drunken Pickup Lines trilogy for me. Um, <laughs> that's just what this reminds me of. <laughs> hey, baby, we go together like bullets and guns. Like the worst drunk pickup line ever. Um, also, I ran into the I run into this problem with a lot of albums. Like I said, I grew up listening to CDs and stuff, and it just you get to you get past the halfway point of the album, and they just start kind of playing songs from the beginning of the album, but slowed down, and they pretend like they're different songs, but yeah. slowed down, and it just makes it boring and. Uh, yeah. I don't know. His, his vocal inflections and stuff are kind of fun, but it's just meh. <laughs> yeah. Alright. I, I, I assume you're done. Yeah, I'm done with that one. <laughs> okay. Love Jones. This is going to be like the review of um, that one Pony Express song. I can't remember. But anyway, there's nothing really new here. The formula's been presented over and over again. Nothing memorable. One star. My least favorite song on this album. Go Sam. <laughs> Jones. That's all I can think of from the song. I, uh, I, I, I forgot about that part, like until you just said that. <laughs> it's like once again, drunk pickup line. Um, it's just uh, nice tempo increase, but it's just it's just boring. Like uh, I don't like this trilogy at all. Moving on, um, the sad hey, trilogy. Look, look on Sam's face is next. Um, apparently the look on this face is a creepy soccer song. 
Because this mm-hmm. is totally a creepy stalker song. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the neon horse vibes, though. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling some neon horse vibes here. In other words, though, you know, the drunk guy is now stalking someone he gave a horrible pickup line to. And that's just a sad ending to this trilogy. Like, it's just sad, man. Okay, that's all. That's all I got. Go ahead, Aaron. The intro of this song reminds me of the Lights On um, song from the old album. Um, love the muscular guitars. Um, Lens again is killing the drums on this song. Um, it's just um, drum wise, this is the best drum performance, in my opinion, on the song. Also, get strong Oasis, a la What's the Story, Morning Glory vibes from this song. Um, Travis's nasally vocals are similar to Liam Gallagher's, too. Um, but obviously, Liam doesn't do a lot of screams. Um, Travis's screams are way better than Liam's. Um, three star for me, my fifth favorite song in this album. And it's a, um, yeah, I'm, it's the one good part of that trilogy you're talking about. <laughs> Derailer, Sam, what do you think? Okay. I think, if I'm hearing this song correctly, I think the song is about how drug addiction and how it's going to mess up your life. I think so. I agree. I approve. Uh, the darker atmosphere of like the chords and everything work to the song's advantage as a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that kind of um, not that I think songs need to be moral stories or cautionary tales. Don't get me wrong. But after, you know, just the um, gee, isn't drugs, sex and rock and roll great for this whole entire album. I appreciate the change here. <laughs> Of you know, um, hey, this uh, this stuff can actually really screw up your life if you're not careful. Be careful about that. So, yeah. cautiously, my favorite song on the album. What 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 what? Okay, and I do love cautionary tales and moral stories and songs too. Country Death Song by the Violent Films, one of the best ones ever. If you guys haven't heard it, Country Death Song by the Violent Films. Check it out. It'll change your life. It's a great song. This, however, is not that. This song is fine. <laughs> I don't have anything really to say about it. Um, it's a good rock song. 80 style, uh, there's an 80 style guitar solo that starts at 118. I'm assuming by Jason, it sounds like something he would do. A la Black Sabbath on the Portuguese blues. Really good. Um, I do love the derailleur course by um, um, Travis. Um, two and a half stars for me. Tenth favorite song on this album. All right, take us home here, Aaron. Oblivion. Um. All right. You want to go? You want to end on a high note or a low, a low note? How you want to end this episode? Well, uh, mine's kind of low, so. You go first, then. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, I'll I'll start with the high point. You know that bass though. I do like me some nice bass intro. Um, I'm not sure where this the song is going, though. I feel like they're attempting to do, like, the epic, in quotation marks, closer that a lot of albums did. This, the, the um, tracking on this just feels, like, so planned out. And more so than, like, usually Jason does great at tracking his albums, but this feels so early 2000 cds like it just the order of it reminds me so much how those albums order out 
Um, so they're attempting to go for like that big epic closer, but to me, it just feels like a whole bunch of a lot of mindless screaming. Like I just I feel nothing. Um, I feel numb and oblivious, <laughs> if you will. Mm. So it just it doesn't do it for me. I I've, I love epic closers. Um, you know, a great example of an epic closer for me would be like Finn on Anberlin Cities. That's a great epic closer. This it's just mindless yelling. Yep, that's my feelings on this. While you reference Amberlynn, I think I've heard like one song by it then. No, I had an album. And I was like, eh. I even saw them live and thought, eh. All right. Well, if you had been paying attention, number one hasn't been mentioned before, right? This is my favorite song in this album. I love the heaviness of the song and the breakdowns. More great screams from Travis. Oblivion right now. Love the vocalization of those words. Um, more Black Sabbath guitars um especially at 135 so amazing love it love the sample screams throughout this song sounds like a nightmare in all the best ways this ain't no revolution <laughs> i mean I, I i i think of that um, <laughs> this is no revolution for my uh, the portuguese blues um this and that song are kissing cousins shout out to heather haywood from kissing cousins um yeah it's a great way to end this album um Jason just has a superpower of picking the right song to end an album, minus Leave Here a Stranger, which we won't get into again. Um, three and a half stars, and like I said, it's the best song in this album. This and um, Sorry Doesn't Work are the two songs that I listen to on a regular on this album. Those are the highlights for me. Um, Leave Here a Stranger has a perfect closing track, you mean. But beyond the point, uh, for me, my picks for this You're album... delirious, I got it. Uh, wrong place, wrong time. Broken hearts don't stop, and derailer. Um, wow, that's okay. my three picks for this album. Um, so we were we were together in this album to the end, Sam. You always break my heart. That's why I can't quit you. <laughs> so this album sounds like someone made a bet with Jason. He someone went up to him like, "I bet you a hundred bucks, you can't make a mainstream album." Yep. He said, you're on. And he's like, I'm he made the most mainstream album. And you're right. Early 2000s, this would have fit perfect. Um, the Darkness, The White Stripes, Aerosmith had just had a big hit three years prior. Like, this was the time to make this album if it was going to mm -hmm. ever hit mainstream. Yeah. Um, and the, mostly the music I do mostly like. Um, like I said, I'm a fan of bombastic rock. However, the lyrics feel like super immature to me and usually not in a good way. Just in a someone made this up at two o'clock in the morning while they were not entirely sober kind of way. Mm -hmm. And I, it just doesn't work for me. Um, the music definitely has some high points, though, um, but it does feel dumbed down for what I know mm -hmm. these guys are capable of. Agreed. This is lowest common denominator rock this is when a producer walks in and i who knows it may have been jason it may have they may have had an actual producer i don't know come in and say okay dumb this down so the the guy walking through walmart appreciates it yeah. make it lowest common nation and um yeah it just it doesn't work as anything else other than like a nasty candy bar or a subpar candy bar for me 
I mean, yeah, and so for the, the, the average fan, the casual listener, this is a perfect album. But when, if you've experienced Starfly, if you experience Frank Lenz and his and Foles Endura, if you experience Jupiter James, if you experience Dave Saker and all these other amazing bands these guys have been in, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. All those everything they these musicians have done independent of this are so much better. <laughs> yeah. So the only way this album could be redeemed is they're secretly making fun of this style, but I don't think they are. No, they're not. Um it's they're not trying bombastic. A, they're trying to get a record deal. They're trying to get a record yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. Um so and there's nothing music- wrong with that. And, and I, I mean I wish it would have happened on one hand, like we said earlier, because they're great musicians and artists should be rewarded for their their talent doesn't always happen would have loved for these guys to have that happen but at the same time we might not have gotten what we got later on artistically so you know it's what? a double sort you know what they should have done they should have pulled a millie vanilli record this and send some other band out to play it for them <laughs> that's what they should have done with this <laughs> All right, baby. You need to be a record executive, um, Sam. <laughs> um, music, <laughs> anyway, so I give, thought, I give it a two. Okay. All right. Music, I give mm. it two. They have some strong guitar parts. Franklin's is wonderful on the drums, as always. I appreciate that bass work. Yeah. Um, decent music that I think would be perfected later by Neon Horse. Yes. Um, lyrics, I one and a half. There's a couple high points but nothing i'm loving and overall i give it a one and a half like you just it doesn't stack up so it, it gets a okay like a c plus five out of nine five out of nine okay like All it's right. not as good i honestly that's almost higher than i want to give it but if i look at it objectively like objectively speaking this is okay lowest common denominator rock and roll it just it's not my cup of tea I, I think you're gonna be higher than me because for me lyrically like you said i mean it's like like one i mean like it's nothing ground changing musically like a two and like staying with me like one this is like a four for me four out of nine fair enough see i had to compare four out of nine is what i gave um is what i gave dance house children and i'm like yeah. I would listen to this over Dance House Children, I guess. So which which one? Which one? Both of them? Uh, I think maybe the second one. The first one I didn't even give that high. <laughs> but do you remember what I gave it? I don't remember what I. Gave I don't it. remember. God, I hope I gave it lower than this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to this over Dance House Children. God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> You know what? Uh, actually, no, I wouldn't. I would actually listen to Dance House Children over this now that I think about it. I would. No, I would. Uh, I, would, I, would uh, I would. I really would. But I'm, I, I would, I would listen to a Dance House Children remix of these songs. I just have so much appreciation for Ronnie and he does. Like, the dude's just like, a, he's a hero of mine. So that's probably enough. what it is. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, hey, so. This Go may ahead. be the shortest we've talked about anything in a minute. Um, but these are my final thoughts on your on this. Any other words from you? <sighs> no. What are we do, what are we doing next, Sam? Oh, that, that's a good question. Let me see. Um, next up, 
I have listed at least uh, Live at the Paradox. Oh, wow. Okay. And after that, because that's going to be short. Old. Oh, nice. All right. We're in. All right. Cool, 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 cool. And uh, right. I think we were, don't we have a interview scheduled for someone involved with Old? We do. And we I'm won't excited tell. About, I'm excited about that one. So a girl never tells, but yes. we really do. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So closing my last thought. Yeah, it's a great shot at mainstream. Wish it would have happened. It didn't. And I'm also glad because we got great music afterwards. <laughs> Rock on. Well, once again, my name is Samuel. And I'm Aaron. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys. Good night. Good night. Once again, this has been a Brothers King Media production.